Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Thank you for joining me. Good to be back here. If you listened yesterday, hey, welcome back. If you didn't listen yesterday, then welcome to the program. You can find us online. Uh, you can, like, if you have a podcast app, just search up KJV Cafe. We have a daily 15 minute episode and we have a weekend edition, which is 30 minutes. And that airs on Friday and Saturday. So you can find those on any podcast app like iTunes, Spotify, etc. If YouTube is your thing, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We also have a website. Uh, you can just search up KJV Cafe or look us up on Facebook as well with some stuff. We don't post that much on there, but it's on my to-do list to get more on there. All right. So that is kind of the update of who we are, what we're doing. Now let's get to the Bible study here. We are in Genesis. We covered Genesis 20 a couple episodes ago. I think it was 21 last episode. And here we are getting to Genesis 22. Uh, And so I'm just going to read here again. And these are like when I say Genesis 21 or 22, we're really covering the fifth day in the last couple of days, if that doesn't sound confusing. <laughs> but the fifth day in the last couple of days. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. That's Genesis 1:20. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after this kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And so here, that is the fifth day. This is the day that God creates Creatures, moving creatures, animals, amen. And we've been focusing on the fowls of the air, and that's what we're going to continue focusing on here today. And by the way, it says God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. So God blessed the animals, and he had them uh, under the order of being fruitful and multiplying. There's something interesting there that I think a lot of people might miss. And we see here in Genesis uh, 1, 20 through 23, in this uh, uh, fifth day account, that God's creating animals because he has laid the foundation, literally, for them to exist. He's given them the dry land and the water. Uh, He's given them the day and the night and the trees that they lodge in, right? He's given them all these things. And so I want you to imagine an intelligent creator who deserves our praise. And that is what we're really kind of hitting home through Genesis 1 is not just uh, what God did, but maybe why he did it and why he did it in a certain way and how we can just give him praise and just thank him for being so good. You know, we are ignorant to a lot of the ways of the world. Like we don't know what's going on, right? I mean, I don't at least. I often don't know what's going on really outside my little bubble, so to speak, you know? I kind of go to the same places most every day and do the same kind of things most every day. Uh, Even when I'm sick, it's kind of, you know, in the same kind of vein. 
Well, God knows everything. You know, I was thinking in my mind, I wrote myself a note. I need to wash the car tomorrow. And then my wife came downstairs and said, uh, it's going to be really cold tomorrow, like freezing. And I'm thinking, I didn't know, you know? And so here I was, you know, in my mind headed to the car wash tomorrow when it was going to be like 10 degrees outside or something. That wouldn't have been a good idea, but I didn't know. But you know who knows? God knows. And you know who deserves our praise for being so wise? God because he knows all things. And so when we pray to creator God, we're not praying to a God that doesn't understand like where we live or what we're going through. He made us and he made everything around us. And if you get very specific in John one, it tells us that Jesus Christ is the creator making all things. Amen. And that's just a wonderful introduction, if you will, to how good God is. And what we're going to do now is go from that wider perspective and we're going to look at how birds are mentioned in the Bible as it relates to God and his power just as soon as we come back from this break. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Amen. All right. So here we are and we're looking at birds and we're picking up uh, here in a verse that we left off with that God gives strength to those serving him. And so we've looked at birds in the Bible relating to God's creation and that God created all things. We look in the Bible that birds relate to God's provision. And we talked about the fowls that don't sow or reap. We've looked at how he takes care of the birds. So, and you know, clearly we are more, even more precious to him than the birds. So he'll take care of us. And now we look at and not just God taking care of us, not just God feeding us or making uh, meeting our material needs, but God giving strength to those that are serving him. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord, what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? That means to serve, to be, to be useful for. And, and yes, maybe it does mean to wait literally like we're waiting on God, but not just waiting by being idle. But living for God, I mean, I waited tables and that was probably the most I've probably ever walked in my life, man. I'm just like going from this table, that table to the kitchen and back all these places. But the, but it's called waiting, you know, what is what, what else is it called? Serving, you know, when we live for God, we are busy for God. You know, we are to walk in the spirit. We are to move for God and to be used by God. We got to get out there and get after it. And guess what happens? It's hard, isn't it? Anyone that served the Lord knows it's not easy and knows the burdens that, 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 that um, can come that when we bear, you know, the Bible calls us to bear each other's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ out of Galatians, I believe it is. Well, when we bear those burdens, man, that can take a lot, a uh, toll, you know, and I have a lot of sympathy for pastors and those in the ministry that are the ones that are putting themselves out there to bear those burdens time after time after time. And, uh, I, I, it's hard, you know, um, and you can be involved in a ministry and I'll think of one we were involved in very recently. Uh, and you're, you're, you're doing something for someone and your heart is just broken for them because you know them and you know that, the circumstance is kind of above anything that they could have, would have, you know, like there's no reason for certain things other than just how God would have it because he's sovereign and because his people need to step up. 
and you're serving God and you're bearing those burdens and, and it, ooh, it can take that emotional toll. It's not just a physical toll. And, and uh, Isaiah 40, 31, what does it say? But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So who renews us? Who mounts us up with wings as eagles? Who helps us to run? Who helps us to not faint? God does. God does. The eagle, I I think, is a very, you know, uh, regal or royal bird and very majestic, very powerful, right? That's how God views us when he gives us the strength to carry on and serve him despite adversity and affliction. And I think that is something that maybe man, you know, in the world will never understand. They'll try to figure out, you know, why on earth, you know, are you, you know, it should be like, oh, we're just going to do everything for ourselves. Why are you going to do something for someone else? And then why are you going to let that drag you down? And what the Bible's telling us, it's not going to drag you down. It's going to give you an opportunity to praise God for his strength. And I'm going to give you a verse to back that up here. Second Corinthians 12, eight through 10. This is Paul writing, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, or three times, that it might depart from me. What what did did he seek the Lord three times for? He had that thorn in the flesh. He had some illness or ailment, okay? And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And so we see here, Paul says, I want to brag on God. And the best way to brag on God is let me to, just, to, to go wherever I'm going to go, be as low as I am, and let God go ahead and show up and show out in my life. Because what was the thorn in the flesh? It was something that was inhibiting him, something that was uh, hurting him, something that was very difficult to deal with. I think of my asthma and sometimes having trouble breathing and, and how, you know, I try to think of maybe not that he had that people think it might be an eye issue or something, but something that would like hinder your day to day, you know, something that would really get in the way. Right. And you're trying to get that better. Why? So that you could then in your mind do something for God. And God's saying, no, no, no. What I'm going to do is give you strength despite that. And you'll look back and say, that's all God. And you're going to give God the praise. You're going to give God the glory. You're going to say, God did that. Some of the hardest days on paper as a Christian have been some of the best days in my life because God shows up. And I could write it down on paper and look at it and say, oh, I'll be really hard to do in one day. And God says, no problem. You're weak. I'm strong. I will do it. And then I look back on it and say, God, you did that. That's incredible. I mean, I can think of one, uh, okay, about a, a little over a year ago and having to go up to Ohio for, for work and also for some ministry stuff. And that was a long drive and it was cold and snowy a little bit. And, and there was a lot of obstacles there. I had the kids with me and I was a little worried for the drive home because, you know, we'd only been up there for about a day and it was just like a lot going on. And the, the Lord just soared through that trip. Like I was, I was just perfectly fine the whole ride home. The kids were able to catch some sleep. I mean, it it worked out so much better than I can ever imagine. And then maybe uh, a month ago, there was a day, I think it was on a Wednesday, 
where I had to go all the way to like Anderson, South Carolina for, for some work stuff and then had to go uh, do something else. And, you know, in, in Gastonia, maybe we had to go take someone to the doctor or something. I don't know. And then had to end up going to church and all of these things. I thought, how will this all get done? And it was one of the best days of the whole month. And it was almost God just being like, let me show you what happens when you think you're too weak to do something, when you're a concern that something couldn't get done. That's when I really can show up and you can give me glory. And I really did. I remember uh, for both of those occasions, just laying in bed and God helped me to say it correctly, just praising him saying, God, you're amazing. I can't believe that. And that's the attitude that we should have when we think of how God views us and how God will give us the strength to carry on to serve him. Let me repeat that. Give us the strength to carry on to serve him, not to build some name for ourselves or some other fleshly desire, but to serve him. God's protect, protection and sovereign will being done is also mentioned with birds. Psalm 91, 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Amen. So we see that God will cover us. Amen. Like a bird. Also, other scripture refers uh, to like a mother bird in their hens. And we see here innocence and God-like beauty with a dove. Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Matthew 3, 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Matthew 13, 32, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And I believe referring to the mustard seed there. We get into birds in the Bible, the fowls that God creates in Genesis 1. Uh, you, you see that it's incredible, the examples that God gives us. Uh, it's amazing, you know, I, I wish I had time to go on because I have more examples of how, you know, we are, we are protected by God. We're given provision by God. We have a home with God and it's just the one bird as that one point. And yet there's so many other references in the, in the Bible to how much God loves us. And it's just a, like a little peek into God's great love for us. When we look at the birds in the Bible, as mentioned in Genesis one, Tune in next time as we get deeper into Genesis 1. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow. Same time, same place.